Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is October 7th, 2020. Still, still feeling good after the win. How about you? I am. I am uh, a little nervous about playing so soon. I, yeah. I don't like the, uh, I like having a week to savor the win. <laughs> you know, that's a you good know? point. Well, you know, it was a really good win. Bucks Nation is really happy about this. And we only get, what, two, three days to celebrate. I know. But you know what? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to have more days to celebrate after we whoop up on the Bears. There that's true. Silver the, lining. The two scoops. Glass half full. That's right. Okay. We got a big program for you tonight. We are going to talk about the game. We haven't talked about the game. I the know, Chargers at game. all. That's what we were missing. We were talking about before the podcast. We were like, okay, what do we got to cover? We got to cover the the game film and the Chicago game. And there's something else. We couldn't remember what it was. And we got to talk about the game. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to cover the game, give you our thoughts on it, and then I'm going to go over the game film. And uh, then we're going to talk about the poor Chicago Bears who are getting ready to get worked <laughs> up on. <laughs> I feel no pity for them. No pity. No, me neither. All right. So, we got any fact checks or follow ups? No. Do you have any notes on anything? Yeah, I have a ton of notes. Okay. Yeah, we got news too. So, do you have news? Stick around for that. What do you want to cover first? Uh, let's Let's talk about the Chargers game. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Chargers game. We can talk about that forever, as far as I'm concerned. It was a great game. Except, here's the thing. It went exactly, exactly how we said it was going to go, except the exact opposite. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember? I said, I said the uh, we were going to get up on the Chargers, and then we were going to take oh, the foot right. off the gas, yeah. and they were going to struggle back, and they'd get within one score of us. But no, we struggled first. Yeah. yeah. We didn't really struggle. Came back. I mean, they... They got lucky. How about that? I like it. Let's go with that. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the game, Mal? You're not so instant reaction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Four days later. <laughs> and we watched the game twice already. Or I have anyway. Uh, that first quarter felt so familiar. Or the first half, really. Felt so familiar. You know, we get down 24 to 7. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. We had a missed field goal, uh, the pick six, and it just felt like the same old Bucks. And then we just come back, and it was an, an amazing comeback. What I loved the most about the game was... Winning. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, but the pick six... And I'm not trying to knock on Jameis, but it's just kind of, uh, it's not necessarily about Jameis. It's about how the team was before. Was that last year, a pick six would have defined the whole game. Like, it would, it all be downhill from there, right mm. after the pick six. And yeah. it was often, it kind of flavored the game, you know? And... This time it didn't. Like, it was just kind of an asterisk. Like, you almost forget about it towards the end. You're like, oh, yeah, we had a pick six. Can we mm-hmm. have a pick six? And uh, it just wasn't a big deal. Tom Brady was able to come back from it. It, it didn't even shake him. It no. Like, like, he just got back on the field. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this again. Teflon Tom. Yeah. No he was just He was just like water off a duck's back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There were so many good things. First of all, Rojo. Now, during the game, Ralph was screaming, like, stop giving it to Rojo. This is like the best game he ever had. And I found out later it's because Ralph benched him in fantasy. And that was the (laughs) only reason he did not want to go into Rojo. And I'm like, who's T-Bird, y'all? What the hell was the point of an all Buccaneers fantasy team? And you benched the Buccaneer, and then Scotty Miller was the same thing, just crushed it. And yeah, I, d- benched him. 
I haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to fantasy football this year, and I actually forgot that I had benched Rojo. Likely story. Well, I, I would have put him in, but you know, I mean, we we had a little no, busy weekend, so <laughs> right. Uh, I, I I checked it. No, I think I checked it when we got to the bar, and I was like, "Oh crap, I didn't play Rojo." Oh, well, too late now. And then here they are; they're just dumping it to him and handing it to him. <laughs> and dumping it. I was like, "What?" Well. His hands were not great. Like, he ran great, but he had those drops. And so that mm-hmm. was a little frustrating. But, you know, it is what it is. We knew that about Rojo. That's been Rojo's issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was last year. Uh, Todd McNair, running backs coach, talked about it. They worked on it in the offseason with him. And uh, so, I mean, I don't really hold it against Rojo at this point. It's just. He is what he is. Yeah. Well, Vaughn dropped a pass, too. It was, it was a few dropped passes in this game. Uh, the, the one that Vaughn was thrown behind him a little bit, but it still bounced off his hands. He's supposed to catch it. Yeah. There you go. Agreed. Yeah. But, yeah, Rojo had two that he just, right in his hands, popped right out. Mike Evans, uh, phenomenal performance. Mm-hmm. My favorite Mike Evans play, well, there were two, and one was not really a play. The first one was that end zone reception where I swear to God, he jumped, hmm. had to be like six feet there, like so high. I don't really know how yeah. high six feet is. You but, don't have a uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but he was, so, it was so high, he jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was a great pass by Brady, too. Yeah. And got that touchdown, got the feet in bounds. So the second favorite play was when he got into a fight with that cornerback and he shoved him. Yeah, yeah. And then after he shoved him, like (laughs) Uh everybody was staying around and Mike acted like he was walking away and then he stepped back at him and did like a fake flinch. Like he was going to punch him. Uh-huh. You know, and the guy jumped back. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. No, he did get flagged for that one. Yeah, and I can't it. remember. Yeah, and then we ended up going three and out, so whatever. Uh, there, were, I don't know if it was that same play that Jensen actually picked him up and took him away from it. Yes, that was it. That was it. Wait, no. Which, you know, it's bad when Jensen, of all people, is carrying you away right. from a fight. Yes, if Jensen is having to pull you away from a fight, you have got some fight in But I just, I love Mike's temper. Yeah. I take no issue with it whatsoever. No, I, He's earned it, if you ask me. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like, okay, he's going to get a personal foul penalty, like, once every three or four games, I'm like, I'll take it, given yeah. his production, and he kind of earns it. And You like that fire. You yeah. don't want somebody who doesn't give a shit. And, and he's gotten a lot better with his temperament since Absolutely. the first couple of years. Since that Marshawn Lattimore incident. Yeah, he got suspended. Yeah, he got suspended yeah. for that one. And since then, it seems like he's kind of chilled out. But do, do you know how many yards he had? It was total? over 100. I want to say like 112 in that range. I don't know how the 122. 122. Yeah. <laughs> I did play Mike Evans. <laughs> Everyone was super worried about and that. Tom route. Brady. I know. Oh, I was. I, I killed it in points, even though I didn't play Rojo or Scotty Miller. I didn't play Scotty Miller either. How? How? What you was better I thinking? Play this week. We got like nobody else. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm dumping them all back in the lineup. <laughs> how how did they get lesson. out of the lineup? I don't know. Who knows? Thanks. Okay, we're not here to talk about Screw Ralph's fantasy team. team. We are always here to talk about <laughs> Ralph's fantasy team. <laughs> Uh, Rojo ha- seemed like he had a lot of success running up the middle. Like he did really well against that interior defensive line. I felt like they killed us on the outside, which is what we said. I don't recall saying preview. that. I think you said it. Yeah. I don't think it's- but uh, so that was a little. Who was that on? Is that on the linebackers? I mean, it seemed like Levante was there, but I don't recall seeing Devin White. Except for the fumble, fumble recovery mm-hmm. in the first half. Yeah, he didn't have that spectacular of a game. Now, Levante was all over the place. Yeah. He did very good. Uh, was it Levante? Yeah, Levante and Sean Murphy Bunsen got another, got a flip this week. So, uh, 
Sean Murphy Bunty and like flipped a guy over mm-hmm. and then Levante like nails him <laughs> midair, stops Slow. him. I mean, it was yeah. a, they went three and out on that one. We got to start coming up with a name for that because it's happened. We, we could call it a dunk. I want to call it an alley-oop because it's get, like yeah, Sean Murphy perfect. Bunting comes in there and yeah. then whoever else comes and cleans it up. So. Last time it was Phenomenal. JPP, this time it was Levante David. Exactly. The alley-oop. The alley-oop. I, like that. I think that's right, right? I don't watch basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. about the when yes. an alley oop is okay. Somebody cleans it up for you. Let's see. Oh, OJ. Okay, let's talk about OJ. You really don't like OJ. I mean, as far as like everybody else, I you I like don't, every. You I like don't it. understand the hype. I don't get it. I know. He's never played a full season for us. It's his fourth. I looked at it and. The most he's played is 14 games. And especially like a year like this year, 14 games, like that's not going to help us if we go to the playoffs. Where, you know, yeah. and this this time we get him three games, four games. Mm-hmm. He's uh, out for the season. He had a pass that he bobbled again that could have been picked off, should have been against a better defense. And it wasn't this game. I just, you know, his blocking is suspect. Like, he just acts like VH3 mm-hmm. on special teams. Like, he doesn't want to be blocking. Yeah, just yeah he just like, kind of gets in the way. Yeah. yeah he's, not, he's not a... There's no effort. And I've right. seen people say that Bray is our worst blocker, but I just don't. No, no. Bray was our best blocker until we got yeah. Gronkowski. You know, Bray's the second best blocker. Yeah. So, and I just... Uh, Bray is like a touchdown machine. Like, well, he was with Jameis. Him and Jameis had great chemistry, mm-hmm. in, particularly in the red zone. So, to me, it's like, do you go with someone who's a sure touchdown or OJ? Right. And it's like OJ can't make those five yard catches, but he makes a spectacular twenty yard one with a defender's arm up in his face. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's just too. It's it's kind of like with the kicker. Like, don't you just want someone who's going to get the gimmies, the five-yard versus the spectacular 20-yard one. Right. We lost it, which I'm not saying I wanted him to be injured or off the team. Let me get that clear right now. Uh, But we did lose him to an Achilles injury for the season. He's out. And I'm not going to say thankfully, but we are extremely deep at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily rely on them in the offense. No. So no, they're like that. a uh, added bonus. Yeah. And I hope now with most of our receiving core injured, maybe the tight ends will step in there and help out. We brought up Tanner Hudson. We've got Bray Gronk. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to be all right tight ends yeah and I, I think they will be a little bit more involved yeah i hope so too the los angeles okay and pewter report brought up this point and i think it is a phenomenal point because in our preview this was what we were worried about with the chargers was austin eckler mm-hmm. and we knocked him out like immediately this is four games now where we have knocked out their best player um, Michael week Thomas. One, Michael Thomas. Week two. Um, CMC. Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Week three, we didn't knock out Driscoll, which he's not their best player either. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got him benched. And then week four, Austin Eckler, by far the best player. And he was out like immediately. So yeah, y'all better watch wrap your people in bubble wrap because we come in. Yeah, yeah, our defense is is pretty tough in in many different ways. We'll cover that in a little bit. Uh, the Eckler thing, Pewter Report had said that it, they felt if Eckler was still in there, that we would have lost the game. I think it would have been a very different game. Yeah, I, I don't know that we would have lost, but I don't think so. No, Mm-mm. I think it would have been very different, and they would have been a lot more competitive than they were. God, Maybe. he was so slippery. When he was yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Eckler's a – he's a really, really good running back. Just all-around good running back. 
Ralph doing some cleaning over yeah. here. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I just noticed a look and it, there's a mess on my uh, keyboards over here. Okay. You're like pulling a Molly. Like I can't have any horizontal surfaces. I know. I'm getting ever. So I'm run, I'm rubbing off on Ralph. Getting your bad habits. <laughs> so then they came out, they got up on us pretty quick. They had the big pass. Uh Whitehead got beat in coverage on that that huge pass. And uh, it was it was a really strange play. It was really strange because we had seven guys. Was this the first touchdown that they got? Yes, first touchdown. And this is where he uh Herbert Hubert can't remember his name. Sherbert. Uh was so dangerous and that's why we said those bombs. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, he will just sit back there and chunk it. Yep. And they had some success doing that. Yeah, that's what we said. They 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 run the ball, they work the outside you know, the flats, and then they chunk it down the field. And that's pretty much exactly what they did this whole game. Uh, but the Whitehead got beat in that one. It, like I said, it was a very strange play because we had seven guys back there in coverage. What? Covering three receivers. How does that happen? Just to me, that's inexcusable. Well, it, it, was, very, it, was, it was very strange because Whitehead, again, uh, this is the same thing that happened with Jamal Dean in, uh, I want to say it was week one or week two. He tracked the ball the whole way. He saw it coming. He was in position to jump up and knock it down. And then he just watched it land right in the guy's hands. Whitehead did the exact same thing. He tracked the ball the whole way. It wasn't like he was lost or confused or anything like that. And then he just turned around and watched it fall right in the hands of the receiver. And I'm like, why didn't you jump up and bat it or at least try or something? I think what happened watching the game film, I think what happened is out of the corner of his eyes, he saw Winfield come running over, and he thought Winfield was going to get behind the guy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to jump up and bat the ball away because he thought Winfield might be in position to get an interception. And he just ended up not making a very good decision there. It's funny because the two players that I was really talked up in the offseason – Whitehead and Jamal Dean are probably our two worst defensive players <laughs> so far this year. They're well, not bad. I think it's just a testament to how well Winfield has done. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. Nobody had any idea. I he know. Was good. Gosh, he's so great. Did um, he have a good game? Eh, he, he, he didn't I didn't game. feel like this was our defense's best showing. In some ways it was. In some ways it wasn't. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll discuss that in a moment. Okay. So anyhow, yeah, they get up and uh, then they get the pick six, bam, and then they're up fourteen, uh, fourteen seven at that point, right? Because we had a uh, touchdown, we scored first, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That first drive is a beautiful, beautiful drive. We just marched down the field. Okay. And it was. Gosh, I don't even remember that first. I touchdown. know. I want to say Cameron Bright scored the first touchdown. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, so then they get that uh, the uh they get that big touchdown, big pass, like immediate. It was like two plays. Yeah. Two or three plays. And yeah. boom, they were touchdown. And then uh, Brady throws that pick six. And you know, then they're up fourteen seven. And again, it was like a PTSD thing as a Bucks fan, because you're like, We've seen this we've done this song and dance before. Mm-hmm. And then they had a long drive and scored another touchdown. And they're up 21-7. And that's when you were going, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Is we're this, getting blown out by yeah. the Chargers. <laughs> is this a rookie going quarterback. to be one of those? Yeah. And then they ended up scoring a field goal. It was 24-7. Mm-hmm. And then, Our saving grace, really, in that first half was that turnover that Sue forced and Devin White recovered because we got the ball back at, like, the six-yard line mm-hmm. and just yeah. punched it in. Yeah, that was really, really boneheaded on their part. They had no, they should have <laughs> just kneeled on it. It was weird. 30 seconds left. We had one timeout. Mm-hmm. First down, they were backed up on their six-yard line. Yeah. And they tried to run it up the middle. And, and Sue like, was there almost at the handoff. Yeah. I mean, he just blew he just blew his guy up, and he was there as soon as the uh, who was it Kelly got the ball. Do you he think he's one of our best it. defensive players this year? I mean, I feel yeah. like every game we're talking about him, and yeah. he's just making these spectacular plays. He was one of our best last year. I mean, he's just consistently good. He doesn't make mistakes, and when you need him, he shows up. Yeah, 
I mean, wow, she, what, what's he? What, he's had like two, three touchdowns for us already. <laughs> I, I mean, since last year, since we got him, uh, he scored. What, he's he scored a safety, right? Uh, I want to say he's gotten. No. A, he, oh. he he's gotten quite a few fumbles. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the guy's been playing great. Yeah, he's just so consistent, and so he's just a, a very good football player. So yeah, so then they're down. We're down twenty four seven. And then, boom, we march down the field and get that great uh, touchdown. I think that's the one with Mike Evans that you were talking about where he did, jumped up like 12 feet in the air and caught the ball. Uh, and that was, a, that was a really, really great throw by Brady. And he just manipulated the pocket great. Yeah, he had a really, lot of patience because I mm, think he was getting pressured at that point. Well, it was starting to close in behind him. Okay. And so he just stepped up and stepped to the right but kept his – you know, throwing position ready, and he saw Mike running in the back and just boop through it. It was it was it was really beautiful. And only Mike could catch that. I yeah, mean. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two guys right there. They couldn't jump that high for one, <laughs> and uh, two they couldn't get it from feet. Mike because he will wrestle that ball from you. Yeah. So then we get it, and uh, we get closer, and then they screwed up in that right before halftime, and then we just punched it in. Boom! Now it's a game. Twenty-one, twenty-four. So it was before the half or after the half? Uh, it was 24-14 okay. going into the half, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, then we come out, we score a touchdown, 21-24. And then uh, they score a touchdown, so it was 24-27, right? And then or 24-28. Yeah, they score a touchdown. 24-28. Then we come, we score a touchdown. It's 31-28. I, it, was, it was just great. Wait, I got it backwards. 24. Anyhow, it was a it was some back and forth there for a mm-hmm. while. 24. Yeah, it was 24-21 them at the third quarter. Start of the third quarter. End of the third quarter. Yeah, at the end of the half, it was 24-14 in their favor. Mm-hmm. Then we closed it in at 21-24, and then we got 27-24, 28-24. Then they got 31-28, and then we popped up with a 35-31, and then we ended the score at 38-31. Uh, <clears throat> it was really good. The We played good football. It was good football. We didn't make a lot of mistakes. That's what I like to see. And uh, we were just very, very patient. You know, we didn't get freaked out, like you said, with the pick six. We didn't get mm-hmm. freaked out that we were three scores behind. You know, we just kept chugging and kept chugging. What do they say? Persistence will beat talent any day. Yeah. You know, and that's what we did. Not that we aren't more talented, too, but we were definitely persistent. Yeah. And their pass rush was just like non-existent. I was so worried about it coming into this week because they just destroyed the Bron- yeah. was it the Broncos mm-hmm. and and gave Kansas City a hard time. Yeah, can- okay, that was Kansas City, and I mean we gave up zero sacks. Yeah, it's it, it's even it's even better than that. I'll tell you about what I saw on game film here in a minute. Okay, but yes, our offensive line was the outstanding unit of this yeah. game by far. Uh, the d- defense did a really good job, I thought. You know, I mean they they gave up some big plays, but that's that's what the Chargers do. You know, they just yeah. they just chunk the ball down the field. Uh we did get that interception at the end that sealed the deal, mm-hmm. you know, because they were only what six they were only a touchdown behind us. Yeah. And had time on the clock. It. Right. Yeah. And uh who was it? Carlton, Carlton Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was, it really wasn't anything that we did. I don't know what Sherbert was thinking. <laughs> he just, he, th- you know, it was either the receiver ran the wrong route or he threw the bad pass, but it, it wasn't anything we did. Yeah. But we'll take it. I don't know. I mean, Carlton had to catch the ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't drop it. He didn't drop it. There's that. So it was a good game and it was definitely very, uh, emotional at the beginning because everybody was like, Oh no. 
And, you know, we're all thinking this. We're all thinking. Bucks fans are conditioned to yeah. think that. And it's this is a decade. This is why a culture change is so important because mm-hmm. that's part of the culture that's like baked in. And so Bucks fans everywhere are like, you know, it's oh, PTSD. Ecstatic. Yeah. Just, well, just scared, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that happens. And you're like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have Tom Brady come in and. I mean, if you think about Tom Brady's legacy, all you think about is the good stuff, the six Super Bowl rings, the, you know, winning seasons, the division championships, all that. But you don't think about, I mean, not every game was a blowout in New England's favor. I mean, they lost to teams like the Browns or Miami, Mm -hmm. like occasionally it wasn't. And Tom Brady played some ugly games and, Mm -hmm. uh, so you don't really, you don't think about that when you think about, you know, the goat that he's like the best that's ever been, mm-hmm. but there are those games there. And so it just because you're playing a game like that, it doesn't mean that you're down and out. Right. Yes. And as long as, you know, Brady just keeps his head on his shoulders and just keeps and that's what makes playing the consistent. Goat. Yeah. 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 Because he can do that. Yes, and now it seems like our whole team has kind of caught that. You know, like you said, we didn't get down and despondent mm-hmm. about being down by three scores mm-hmm. real dang quick. Yeah, <laughs> so. and that's what Scotty Miller said after the game. You know, he said you yeah, just kind of trust him and you try to do as much as you can, do your part. And yeah, because, I mean, you know, you know the old phrase, any given Sunday. I mean, the Miami Dolphins can beat the Patriots at their prime. Any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. You never know how the ball's going to bounce, cookies going to crumble, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. You think of it is, you just have to keep your head down and keep grinding, keep pounding the rock, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we did not uh, did not get out of our game plan. We didn't panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't start making a lot of stupid mistakes, and uh, we ended up coming back and stomping them. Stomping <laughs> Such them. a good game. It was a good game. The parts I remember. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we watched them beforehand because we would have been totally surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't we that not. shocked when they started yeah. coming out scoring. They're in the bombs. Mm-hmm. It was not a huge shock. So Yeah. All right, so uh, with the game film, not going to cover a whole lot in it because we could sit here all day with this, but the offensive line played outstanding. By far the worst player was Kappa. Yep. And he didn't play that bad. He had a couple mistakes. There was one time he was he was blocking a guy, and he looks over and he sees Tristan Wirfs blocking uh, ninety seven Bosa, and for some reason he decides to go over and help Tristan Wirfs. So he releases his guy, and he goes over and he helps Wirfs block this guy, or at least he thought he was helping him, and so he pushes Bosa. Bosa ends up pushing Wirfs and knocking Wirfs down. And so 97 and the guy that Kappa was originally blocking ended up running right to Tom Brady. Oh, and he had to throw it away. And I was like, what are you thinking there, Kappa? You just you just let both guys go. Yeah. It was funny. But, you know, little small things like that. Mm-hmm. But then the thing about Brady, he just doesn't get caught. You know, I mean, well, we had no sacks, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Per Greg Allman, the Bucks sack rate in 2020 is 3.1% of dropbacks. Mm. And last year it was 6.9%. Yeah. yeah in it, 2018, it was 6.2%. Same uh, in 2017. Yeah. yeah Which but, I'm going to retweet your video on the offensive line. What do you think about Tom Brady's chances, how he's going to make the offensive line better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tweet that back out there because we got receipts, y'all. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tweet the stuff where we were wrong. That's just <laughs> we're going to bury that. We'll make that private on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We ain't never been wrong. We don't have any wrong videos out there, do we? Mm-hmm. No, he he helps out so much. But you can also see that the offensive line is getting a lot of confidence because. They don't have to worry about him not being in position. You know, they, yeah. they know where they, he's going to be standing, and they just block that spot. I think there's also a lot of pressure. Like, you don't want to be the one that gets Tom Brady killed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Donovan Smith played a great game. He Phenomenal. had 
uh, I think, one instance where he got beat. For, and that was just for a pressure, you know, and Tom Brady got rid of it. That's what happens when these guys get beat. Tom Brady just throws the ball. Uh, <laughs> Jensen played Jensen. And he was, oh, yeah. He had one play where he's like down on his knees and there mm -hmm. were a bunch of chargers around him. And he got up like I think some Bucks players stepped in and pulled him out or something like that. But he got out and he was just beat red like an angry ginger like he was so <laughs> he's always an hopping man as soon as he gets on that football field man he's just out there wanting to rip arms and legs off. i love it yeah yeah he had he had quite a few good uh good hits and blocks in this game uh marpet played good nothing to complain about there but tristan Wirfs, wow i mean just wow i have never seen a offensive lineman dominate somebody like that. What? He and it's Joey Bosa, right? That's what I'm saying. He had three pancakes on him. That is that has to I be so demoralizing for Bosa too. Like you got beat by a rookie. Well, I I think Tristan Wirfs not your your regular rookie. I mean, he just seems to be man. He's really good. There was an athletic beat writer for the Chargers who tweeted and said he has never seen anybody handle Bosa the way that Tristan Wirfs did. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, it was all game. Not once, not once <laughs> did Bosa get the best. Of that Tristan is just Wirfs. incredible because yeah. even for a rookie lineman, like they always talk about how offensive linemen have such a learning curve coming into the league. I mean, it's just incredible that, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got nut. I mean, he's handled um, Cam Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, Bradley Chubb, yep. Brian Burns, yep, right? And now Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Joey, but which Bosa is it? I don't know. I don't know. Whichever I just keep Bosa saying Bosa. Is. I know. The he didn't just handle Bosa, he just beat the crap out of Bosa. <laughs> he really did. I mean, he just just dominated him. I and like wish, I said, I I know that you don't have a whole lot of time, but I wish that you would do like a highlight video of this game for Tristan Wirfs. I, I, I'm thinking about it. You uh, should. Yeah, I just don't have time this week I for know. sure with Thursday's game coming up. But yeah, he he pancaked Bosa three times. I have never seen that happen before. I mean, it's rare to get a pancake. You know, you're talking. You know, you're lucky. If you I get mean, you gotta out leverage the guy next to you, and he physically is matched. Yeah. To you, a, a pancake for an offensive lineman is the equivalent of an interception or a sack on the defense. That's crazy. Because you're totally taking the player out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and their best pass rusher, like, get out of here. Yeah, it was it was weird. What? And but man, Bosa kept trying. <laughs> normally what what will happen is when you're getting dominated like that they'll switch sides yeah and bosa will go up against diamond smith but no he was like man i'm determined but, to beat yeah, this guy he was once. probably pissed he wanted <laughs> yeah. some retribution <laughs> no, he won't no. get it for another four years uh worse actually threw him one time what? yeah he he was uh he was blocking him and the runner ran by and bosa went to go for the runner so bosa like grabbed him and just flung him and Bosa flew like five feet, oh landed God. right on his face. Bam! <laughs> uh, he was just he was just mauling him. Oh my gosh! Mauling him. It was great. And here's the thing that's awesome about this: is our running backs are not having to block at all. Oh, thank think, God! Yeah, I think I saw a running back block one time because you know well, normally what they'll do is they'll they'll stand there, see if anybody's coming through the line, and then they'll go out for a checkdown pass. And uh, they're constantly just like, okay, nobody's here. I'm going to go for a check down. Constantly. Like I said, I think I saw a running back half the block one time. That's crazy. It is. That's it, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thank God, offense. because they were a huge liability last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, props to the offensive line. They are the outstanding unit of this week. And Tristan Wirth should get the game ball. Well, that begs the question, why were they blocking last year? The running backs? Yeah. I mean, did they do kind of a schematic change when they've just decided this year that they're not going to have them do that? No, they're doing the same. It's the same stuff. Everything's the exact same. Really? They're, yeah. They're, so why they're, are they not blocking this year? Be, because the 
the offensive line isn't letting guys through. If you've noticed, even okay. when our running game. So they kind of sit there, and then if they don't have anybody to block, they go out for the check down, right? Right. Okay. If there's nobody coming through the line, they'll pick a hole gotcha. and go through okay. and go for a check down. And uh, it, a lot of times it's for blitzing, you know, if there's blitzers coming in mm-hmm. and all that. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady just gets the ball out so quick that, you know, the running backs just don't have to do any blocking. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, the uh, On the other side of the ball, I, I really want to see our defensive line get more push. It's it's. It, I thought Vita was getting some pressure. I saw him quite yeah. a few times getting near Herbert. Yeah, but they're just not getting what I want to see. I mean, they're doing great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, especially in the run game again. You just want more flashy plays. I do. I do. Uh, but they're still doing this dropping – JPP and uh, back Barrett back into coverage. They dropped them both back, not necessarily both at the same time, but uh, sometimes JPP, sometimes Shaquille Barrett, sometimes both of them, 11 times. That was off of, uh, let me see, they did it 11 times in 25 pass attempts. That's how many Whoa. pass attempts Herbert had. Yeah, so almost half, like upwards of 40%. You know, and I'm just like, ah, you know, I mean, I understand what, Todd Bowles is doing. I mean, he's bringing all kinds of pressure from different directions and all that good stuff. But those are our two best pass rushers. Yeah. You know, and it just seems like, uh, but still, we are tied for what, third for uh, sacks? Let me see. Uh, What is. Yes, third in sacks. We have 14 sacks. Wow. Yes. We're tied with the Washington, whatever. What are they called again? The football team? They're a football team. The football mm-hmm. team? Yes. Uh, here are our numbers on defense. We are first in uh, the rush yards per carry. Take a guess what we're allowing yards per carry. 2.9. Close. 2.7. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's awesome. We're second in total yards allowed rushing, 257 in four games. What? <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, first place is the Pittsburgh Steelers with 162. So they're really shutting guys down. Wow. Uh, the longest rush we have allowed so far, you want to take a guess? I'm trying to think who it was that we faced. Oh, Kamara. Okay, I'm going to go with 39 yards. 14 yards. Oh. <laughs> That's the longest <laughs> rush we've allowed this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our run defense is ranked way up there. We're first or second. Uh, now, I've been hearing everybody, I've been reading on articles, and they're talking about us blitzing. Like, we are a huge blitzing team, and we're even listed as one of the most highest blitzing teams in the league at 41.4% of the time. That's wrong. That's wrong. We don't blitz that much. It looks like we blitz that much, but we move so many guys at the snap of the ball that usually only four guys rush. We're so tricky. Yeah, it looks like there's more guys rushing. But there's usually only four guys rushing. There's no way we're doing it 41.4% of the time. Now, I'm not keeping track of it in my my spreadsheet. But I can guarantee you it's not. I mean, like I said, for 40% of the time, we've got Shaq Barrett or JPP or somebody dropping back into coverage. How common is that? Because we watched the Bears and I saw Khalil Khalil Mack Mack, back, back there. Uh, it's, It's more common throughout the league than it used to be, for sure, especially when you got these real athletic uh, linebackers or defensive ends that can drop back into coverage. Yeah. Uh, but it's not that, you know, I mean, you have to have a uh, very complex defense to do it. And most, most, most teams are still running, you know, your basic four, three or three, four. We have a very, probably the most complex defense in the league, I would say. And we, it's, it's working for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting the sacks. It's just that Shaq Barrett, JPP aren't getting them. Yeah. And, you know, we're getting interceptions. You know, we are tied for third in the league for what? most interceptions. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so our defense is killing it. Uh, our secondary, surprisingly, on the stat sheet isn't as good as far as yards allowed per pass and right. uh, you know, pass per game. And completion percentage, we're at 70%. We're allowing 70%. I'm like, ugh, did not realize that. But a lot of it's because, you know, we're letting – at the ends of games, we're letting guys, you know, march down the field mm-hmm. with these little short dink and dunk passes. Uh but yeah, really the 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 game, the game film, Worfs was the most standout player, and our defense played like they were angry. I mean, you could we were definitely the most physical team on both sides of the ball, except for special teams, and that's something I want to talk about. If, if I would have to say we need any improvement, it's our special teams, uh, especially our kick returns mm-hmm. or punt returns too, our return game. We're just not getting those blocks, man. And there was a, there was one where you know their their guys were spread out, and if he would have gotten just one block, he could have taken off. And we just we're just not getting the blocks in there. And that's that's something that you know I think it's kind of endemic with like the cutter, this Air Coriel offense and, and uh, mindset is you know it's the clipboard carriers. You know mm-hmm. they're they're more into this is what it, this is great on paper. You need the guys that are, you know, they believe in endurance and toughness, you know, and, and I think we got that on the defense a bit, but, you know, I worry about it on the rest of the team. As far as a culture thing, you know, I think we rely a lot on skill and scheme, hmm. not so much on toughness, blocking, blocking, although our run blocking was a lot better. We were opening up some holes. Uh yeah, it's funny. Most of the notes I, t- I took for this was about Worfs. Just like almost every play, I'm like, man, he's just beating the crap out of Bosa. And it looked like, you know, I was trying to give Bosa some ex- excuses, and I was like, well, you know, the field was wet, you yeah. know, and, and Bosa's kind of, he's more of a wraparound guy. He, he, you know, he's got that speed to the outside. Yeah. And Worfs would just let him go, you know, start to move outside, and then he would just crush him. Just boom. <laughs> and so, you know, I was thinking maybe he couldn't get good traction. But then again, he's like the only one slipping. Yeah, right. like nobody Everybody else, else was right. having that issue. <laughs> so if he's the only one slipping, it's probably because Worf is just pushing on him so hard that he's just destroying yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of Rojo. Oh, yes. Uh, Rojo's ball security. Really good. I saw quite a few instances. Yeah, I noticed one during the game where he, again, it's that run up the middle. So, I mean, you've got four or five guys on you and Mm. your teammates there, too. And I saw, you know, he actually got through these guys and he was dragging somebody with him, I think. And... It seemed like the ball, he felt like the ball was slipping and you could see his other hand go in there to secure it and he managed to pick up two or three yards after that. Yeah, yeah. Guys were trying to rip the ball out and he just, he's got great ball security. I, You know, I don't even, if he plays like he did against the Chargers for the rest of the season, can't catch the dang ball, but runs it, you know, like he did. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Like, cool. Let's let's get him in there. Yeah. Ralph, start him on your fantasy team. Him, so. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to start him and he's not going to do crap. I know. And Vaughn then we'll all blame you. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly will. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, things I found interesting videos are out on YouTube. It's a two-part series. Uh, I'm chopping them up because I was request for that. And then I asked everybody if that's what they prefer. And overwhelmingly, responses were yes. So... That's what we're doing. Going to keep them up to 10 minutes, you know, right around 10 minutes. So there's two 10-minute videos on things I found interesting in this game. So good stuff out there. A lot of offensive line play. So go check that out. So let's move on to Chicago. All right. What do you think, Molly? Let me me go over some news really quick. I just have a a few things. Um, Per Bucks Communication, so Tom Brady – was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, which this is, of course, the first time he has been named in the NFC. In the AFC, he won this uh, 30 times, the player 30? of the week. I know, isn't that crazy? Holy crap. Yeah. That's, Are you serious? That's per Greg Allman. 
and it's a record, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was also named the FedEx Air Player of the Week, which that's the eleventh right. time he's been named that. Come on, FedEx, you need to step it <laughs> up. Only eleven times. Uh, his five touchdown passes matched a single game team record. And he led us to a three and one record, which this is the first time since 2011. And he also became the NFL's all time regular season wins leader. 2011. It was almost a decade ago, y'all. What? And that was the demise of the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. That was the year, and it was against Chicago. Oh, Ugh, no. Chicago. That's, we went to London you know, to play Chicago. Chicago freaks me out because we had that game against them. And then the last time we played against them a couple of years ago with Cutter. Oh, Remember right. that Justin Evans game where he yeah. just played like absolute garbage? Oh, man. That was the worst game I've ever seen a player have. <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing out on the field. And we ended up getting trounced. That was Mike Trubisky. Wasn't that- yeah, that was Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thank think he God threw he five got, touchdowns. Yeah, thank God he got bit. Yes, he did. Thank God he got benched before that. Our game, yeah. he got benched week three. Do you remember the, speaking of really crappy performances by the Buccaneers, you remember that Baltimore Ravens game where they scored, I want to say, five oh, touchdowns God. in the first half yeah. against us? Oh, that was a miserable game there. Ain't gonna see no those again. So no, I don't think so either. No, definitely not with this team. That's for sure. At least for the next couple of years, I think we're good. What other news you got? Per Greg Almond, we are uh, lining up potential practice squad guys. We've got workouts and testing. With workout slash testing of. Tight end Cody McElroy, who he was a Buccaneer. Wide receiver Travis Johnson. Former Gators running back Jordan Scarlett. Wide receiver Johnny Dixon. And ex-Bears wide receiver slash running back Taquan Mazzell. And tight end Charles Scarf. Well, duh. don't know any of those people. I don't either, but we're bringing them in. So, Greg says they can't work out until Monday or Tuesday. But we shall see. So, that's it for news. Oh, wait. I did have news from yesterday. So, um, Kenyon Barner, running back, made his debut with the Buccaneers on Sunday against the Chargers. He got knocked out, like, immediately. Number 44. Mm -hmm. Yeah. During the game. uh, Left the game. And now he's been suspended for four games for testing positive for performance enhancing drugs. So. And also, if you uh, don't follow our daily news, well, I don't know if they're daily, but we put out little 10 minute videos on YouTube uh, trying to cover the news of the day. The NFL did set out more COVID guidelines and they're kind of getting pissy with everybody. (laughs) They sure are. Uh, Today, the Tennessee Titans had another player. Yeah. Uh, The Raiders have had somebody. Well, in the Tennessee, they had one person that they put on the COVID list and then there's another one that tested positive, but they're retesting just to make sure that he's actually positive. So they haven't put him on the list yet. We don't know who it is either. So there's three teams that have players now yeah and the, the league put out um stricter protocols mm-hmm. which include if you are like willfully neglecting the rules and your team has an outbreak then yeah. they could penalize you potentially with a forfeiture of games if you have to miss a game or uh the change of draft picks Yes, and they're investigating. I think it's Tennessee. Uh, some players got together. Apparently, off they weren't they weren't supposed to because they were in lockdown. Right. The, the facilities were closed, and they got together on at a uh, high school. So the team, the NFL, is looking into them, looking into that, see if they're going to do anything about it. I wonder if those rules are retroactive, like the punishments. Yeah, like, know. I wonder if they're going to penalize Tennessee now. 
Right. Like the new rules, they ban that stuff, uh, which I had wondered yesterday. I'm like, what does this mean? They The rule was like uh, no team activities outside of the facility. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I guess it's that workout that they participated in. Oh, that's what you, when you were talking about that yesterday, outside the team facilities, we were thinking like in the parking lot. (laughs) You were, I was not thinking that. I was thinking like, (laughs) I was like, oh, we can't have barbecues in the parking lot? Yeah, well, I was like, maybe they're having like work dinners or something. (laughs) You know, my mind goes straight to that. Straight to dinners. What is it with you with food, man? Um, All right. So we'll, we'll see what the COVID stuff, there was another team. Oh, you said the Raiders. Somebody the Raiders and somebody else, I can't remember who it is. The thing I'm worried about is that they're going to over panic about this crap yeah. and end up canceling the season or something. People are talking about extending it to 18 weeks and letting teams play after that, which is probably what they'll end up doing. I just hope they just, you know, I mean, come on. Guys are getting it, but guys aren't getting sick. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know. Oh, it was somebody on the Patriots. It was like a yes. big name player. Well, Cam did. No, no, it else. wouldn't camp. Yeah, it was oh, somebody uh, on the defense. Uh, Gil, Gilmore, Gil, the cornerback. The yeah, the cornerback McCourty. No, he won the NF. He won Defensive Player of the Year last year. I don't know. Stephen Gilmore. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. To the Bears. The Bears. La Bears. <laughs> they are three and one, and apparently they're the worst three and one team ever. I would have to agree what with I that, hear. baby. They've beat Detroit, Boo. the Giants, Boo. Atlanta, Boo. and uh, they lost last week to Indianapolis. Yeah, who are also a three and one team. Right. Yeah. God, Philip, we started. We watched the Indianapolis game because Nick Foles got benched in the fourth quarter of Week Three against Atlanta. You mean Trubisky? I mean, yeah, Trubisky. Foles came in for Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, week three. Again, Knowles uh, vulturing somebody's quarterback. I know. Job. <laughs> he's like a curse. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah, he's, he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Except you don't get hurt. You just play crappy. And yeah. <laughs> Which is worse. I'd rather get hurt, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so, yeah. So he comes in and he plays typical Nick Foles football. Uninspiring. Against Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, how old did Philip Rivers look? Oh, gosh, he looks old. He look, He tried to scramble a few times, and that was the slowest scramble I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's like he couldn't get his legs to I go know, really far was, apart, yeah. so they were just... <laughs> it was weird. And Y'all was, watched that game. He was kind of hunched over. Yeah, yeah he, does, he looks old. He was so slow. Yeah, he looks how everybody wishes Tom Brady looked. Like, at that point, just take the sack, because you preserve your dignity, kind of. And he didn't get no further. <laughs> he didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he ran. His little feet were just a moving, but he didn't go anywhere. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, that game was super boring. Very boring. We actually only watched a half of it. The The two teams... Are very vanilla, nothing special out of all either one of them. It looks like to me Chicago is really weak up the middle with the run game. So hopefully, uh, Ronald Jones will be able to run it right down the middle, and get me a bunch of fantasy football points. But <laughs> more important, him. yeah. More importantly, get us a win. I, I don't see any threat on this team at all. I don't either. Even you know, Khalil Mack. I was like, yeah. But now I mean, with Tristan Wirth, the way he handled Boza. I mean, Khalil Mack's a totally different beast. He's got like a lot more Like the best in the league, right? Mm, I'd say yeah. Barrett's the best in the league. But, uh, you know, Mack's got a monster bull rush. And, you know, he could, he could beat you with strength. So we're gonna, uh, that's going to be the, the most interesting matchup to me, watching those two guys go at it. But uh, I mean, the receiver was it Allen Robinson? Yeah, he's their number one. I've got the depth chart up over here. Uh, Javen Wims. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Wims. No, well, the, the Chicago hasn't had any receivers in so long. They just can't get receivers. So, you know, their thing is run the ball. And uh, who's it? T- Tariq Cohen's out. Do Do they, they even have him anymore? Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. Uh, okay, yeah, he's Howard's on the one that went to where is he at Baltimore now or someplace. Who is their running back now? David Montgomery. Montgomery, that's right, that's right. 
Yeah, he's all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing. I I don't see us having a problem. And these are the scary games, you know, where you go in expecting to just beat up on a team. I mean, we are going to Chicago. Yeah, it's a short week. Of course, they're on a short week too, but they don't have to leave the house. And our injuries situation is just a nightmare. Yeah, theirs isn't that bad. Right? No. Well, let's go over the injury report real quick. Uh, we have Chris Godwin, who's out with a hamstring. LaShawn McCoy with an ankle injury. He is also out. And Justin Watson is out with a chest injury. Uh, Leonard Fournette has not participated in practice all week. He's doubtful. Yeah, he's not. Mike Evans, he didn't participate. He's questionable, but per J.C. Cornell, he did travel with the team. So, looking good. Yeah, he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, Scotty Miller was limited. He's also questionable. He better play. I know. William Goldston has a neck injury. He was a full participant Rob Gronkowski has a shoulder injury. He was a full participant. JPP has a knee injury. He didn't practice. I think he was limited Monday, Tuesday. He did not practice. And then Wednesday, he was a full participant. But I think the Tuesday, a holding out of practice, was just his regular day off. So I don't think it was really indicative of the injury. And then Sue didn't practice today, but again, he also usually gets a day off a week. So, uh, and that's not injury related. So that's what that is. Uh, so our wide receiver core is a mess. Yeah, that's funny. How we, this happens every year when we got a deep position group. Yeah. <laughs> By the and middle of the season, we're like, it's almost how depleted. did they all get hurt? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we're we're hurt a little bit, but I don't see us. I mean, if we have Mike and Scotty and then again, you've got Gronk who is a good pass catching tight end, mm-hmm. receiving tight end. Uh I mean, we'll be fine. I yeah. think we'll be fine. Yeah. We have so many weapons. It's just Mhm. Mhm. The- and, and our defense is just is so good. I mean, I ain't worried about their offense at all. I know. At all. I know. I mean, they'll, they'll be lucky to score 14 points on us. 17. Yeah, their their games have not been that high scoring at all. Yeah, I mean, we're holding teams. I think we're teams are we're, – we're like third in the league in uh, points scored per game that our defense is allowing at, at like 21, 23, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really low. The Bears, here's their injury report. Uh, Safety Deion Bush has a hamstring injury. He is out. He's the only player that's out. Safety Sherrick McManus has a hamstring injury. He did not participate Wednesday, and he's doubtful. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney has a shoulder injury. He was a full participant Wednesday and is questionable. Uh, the rest of the guys, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, uh, Khalil Mack, tackle Bobby Massey, and inside linebacker Josh Woods. They were all full participants on Wednesday, so it's not an like, issue. It sounded like you said awful participants. <laughs> that too. They were. You are correct, sir. All right. So uh, what do you got for your predictions? What are you saying? How did we do in our predictions last week? Oh, okay. I do this. have those right here. So... My prediction was thir- 23 to 19 bucks and yours was 28 to 24 bucks. The actual was 38 to 31. So, so we lowballed it. Actually, you were closer. You are correct. Um, so what do you think is going to happen with the Bears? Give me your prediction. It, it is so hard to make a, I like I feel like I don't I don't think that they're a good team, Mm-mm. but at the same time, you're like, is this going to be, again, one of those that uh, you get surprised? I mean, I don't think they're a bad team, but they're just not, not together. nothing special. I will say, I think that they have an advantage because Chuck Pagano 
Hmm. is their defensive coordinator, who, of course, was the coach at Indianapolis when B.A. came in and was the offensive coordinator. So he knows B.A.'s offense. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's kind of a big liability to me. Yeah. I do think that B.A. is smarter than that and will throw some stuff in there. I don't know, man. He doesn't seem to change things a whole lot. It's it's like every week it's the same stuff. I I do wish we were more... Uh, versatile. It, it's one complaint I have about the offense. It's it, we're just we're doing the same stuff we did last year, the same stuff we've done all games. You know, it's rare if we put in the tricky plays. I like tricky plays. Everybody likes yeah, tricky plays. You know? That's why that's what makes Kansas City so fun. Yeah, you know I mean, this is you never know what they're going to. The same thing with New England. You know, New England had four or five tricky plays a game. The Saints do that too. Yeah, and you know it's fun. Uh, so. I think it would. I don't. I think BA is going to do the the same thing he always does, and just say, "Well, Pagano's going to have to beat him." That's the thing, though. It's hard to beat this offense if everything's working right. So, yeah. What do you got? What What's your predictions? Okay, I think, of course, the Buccaneers are going to take this one, and um, I will say, I'm going to say. 31. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. To 19. I do think it's going to be that a close, blowout. Huh? Yeah, I was going to go uh, 31-14. But uh, I'll say 30. I'll say since you said 31, I'll go. Uh, yeah, screw it. 30, what did I say? 31-14? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's All what right. I'm sticking with. All right. So a five-point difference. Yep. There cool. we go. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we will see y'all tomorrow night. There's a game on. It is the Buccaneers at the Chicago Bears at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that on NFL Network, ESPN? We know it's on NFL Network. I have no idea. Oh, well. Check your listing. See where it's at. <laughs> we do Google not it. have that information. Yeah. Use Google for a change, guys. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.